everyone, Jane A here. And today, I mean, I think in my world that we are best friends, we have our best friend, Jordan Sight with us. Beep, 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 beep. I'm stoked. I figured we're all best friends. So that makes me super happy. And that intro music was actually really cool, by the way. I was like, I was more impressed with that than I expected. That was great. I need to get some intro music for mine. That was awesome. It sits oh the mood gosh. for a great conversation. It really does. Thank you so much. We're so happy you're here. We love you. We, You're one of our favorites on the internet, Jordan. I'm stoked. Thank you. I love you both. And I'm stoked to see this documentary you're putting together. It sounds like it's amazing. So uh, yeah, I'm very excited. Okay. Well, yeah. Like Jose said, thank you so much for saying yes, coming in the podcast. It was actually like almost a year ago that we... I think secured you and we were like, yep, we'll wait. You said, I'll do it. But like, I have a long list and we're like, we'll wait. And by chance you're on the podcast while you're, we're recording the documentary and then you end up being the virtual host for our documentary. I mean, it's crazy how, how life works out sometimes. It, like, it it's is crazy. very, very cool. I'm stoked to be the host. Thank you for having me. Like that's going to be so fun. I can't wait to do that. Jordan, there's no one else that we fits the, criterias. You are everything on our list. And we are just so happy you said yes. Um, I think that when I just to see your beautiful smile and your big face <laughs> on that big screen, um, it's going to make that night even more special for us for sure. Like we're pumped for our, for our premiere. Like it's, we're hoping to have a jam packed Capitol theater and donuts flying like 500 around. 500 people, right? We're expecting, I mean, our last event, we had 500. It fits up to 800. I mean, our dream is sold out show. You're gonna you're gonna sell it out. You're gonna sell out. I know it. Like I know it. I see you two crushing it all the time. People love you. I love you. You're doing great work. You're gonna sell it out. Eight hundred people. Oh my gosh! Thank you, uh, thank you. That would be insane. But uh, crazier things have happened. Oh my gosh. You know. <laughs> okay. So before we get deep into the conversation about the documentary, we want to say congratulations for impregnating your wife. Oh, thank you. That was a lot of fun. I had a lot of <laughs> time doing it. <laughs> I was so excited when I saw that picture. I just like, it's it's so, obviously you follow people on the internet that you're internet friends and like seeing you guys get married and you can see that you love each other so much and seeing you move and I'm just like, yay. Yeah, thank you. We're we're super excited about it. So uh, yeah, it's, it's very surreal, but we're stoked. And it was a lot of fun doing the whole thing. So it was great. <laughs> and I love, I love how you're already like so self-aware. I mean, I we can tell that you're someone that has a lot of self-awareness and you posting that and being like it um we've decided that we were ready to have less sleep and I'm like see he already knows he's not oh, being yeah. like so excited everything's gonna be unicorns and butterflies <laughs> I feel like you like know that having a kid is a big deal um, but I knew it I knew it was coming you guys like every time I would be the person oh my god in your ask me anything I'd be like any baby soon just hoping you would answer me <laughs> uh, and one time you did and it was your wife saying like soon with her little <laughs> face yeah um, she's been very clear that like she's wanted babies like since we started dating we were it was actually one of the things that i think we did very well early on it was like within the first month we basically outlined this is what i need in someone this is what i expect to happen and like it was all aligned which I think it worked out really well because there was nothing from the very beginning of when we started dating that like we didn't see eye to eye on. So yeah, so I knew she was like, she wanted at least three kids. So I don't know how that's going to go, but like, that's what she said she wanted. And she's still on that train. So <laughs> I mean, see how it goes. You never know. I have twins, right? So I have three kids. And so I got a bonus. Like it was wham, bam, two, done. Was that crazy? Were you shocked when you heard you were having twins? Like you must've just lost your mind. 
Well, actually, my story is my husband had testicular cancer. So we had to have uh, IVF or we had we had fertility treatments to get pregnant with my son. Okay. Never in a million years. So then it took us two years. Okay. I stopped breastfeeding the next month. One Shut nap. Up. One Shut nap up. with my husband. Pregnant with twins. Naturally. So my son is one year old. <laughs> yeah. my son is one years old and i got pregnant with twins wow that's yeah. amazing it's beautiful I, I would it's beautiful yeah they're so close and, like all three of them yeah and is it like is it boy girl boy boy girl girl like how's that my oldest is a, is a boy and then the twin girls and they're very much fraternal do not look anything alike okay okay and are yeah. they like best friends it's very special that's yeah. amazing that's yeah it's so very cool, cool. Do you have any siblings, Jordan? I don't know this about you. Yeah, so I have I have one older brother. I have okay, one cool. older brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. And, and how, how excited is your you mom? Oh my God, she freaked out. Yeah, and yeah she absolutely freaked out. <laughs> yeah, she, I mean, she's she's a, a standard Jewish mother. She's just like, could not be more excited. She lives in Massachusetts and I'm in Texas and she uh she's like i'm gonna have to move to texas i'm gonna have to move i'm gonna have to come <laughs> like just she's she's ready to change her entire life for the baby so yeah she's stoked is this her first grandchild or does yeah, your brother also have kids oh no chance yeah yeah and she's um, i do have two like, kids oh you I know you were two gonna, kids. yes i do have two kids i have the opposite i waited four years for the second one and wanted to just separate the most that i could and move next to my mom so that she can help me raise my <laughs> You have, you have two girls, right? No, I actually have a girl and then a boy. A girl and a boy. Okay. Okay. Yes. Right. Yes. So we have all of the all of the things you could think of. The boys, <laughs> the girls, the twins. If you want That's any amazing. advice. Yeah. You, you, you let us know if you need any advice. And are both of your families close? Like, are the kids close? Are they good friends? Our girls. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Our girls, girls like each other. We do live 30 minutes away, though, from each other. Okay. Um, but uh, they do enjoy, we don't see a lot of each other with our families, but when yeah. we do, they're really excited about it. Like they, okay. we, we all like each other. Got it. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good. That's cool. Yeah. It's, it's nice to have very close family friends that like are outside of the actual family, but you're, you're really good friends with them. You, you probably go on vacation with each other sometimes. Like that's really nice. It's very <sighs> special. It's very special. Okay, so um, what about you guys? Did you guys make a lot of friends in your new hometown? Yeah, we've made a bunch. I mean, it's nice living in, we're still in an apartment complex. And yeah. so you meet people so easily in here. They have, and they have events in the building and the, the gym is super nice. So we've met a bunch of people here and then a bunch of the people that I do jujitsu with, we have a community there. So, and people in Texas are just, they're so friendly. Like in New York, everyone's just like head down, mind your own fucking business. Don't yeah. fucking talk to me doing my own thing. Fuck you. Da, 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 da. In Texas, it's like, Hey, you want to come over for dinner? It's like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> didn't ever know. I didn't know you before five minutes, but yeah, let's go have dinner. It's like, everyone's so nice and welcoming here. So yeah, it's, it's a really good community. Oh, I'm happy to hear that. You're just settling in your life. He's like our little, he's like our little brother. I don't know why. I'm like, oh, we're so proud of you. Oh, we, we really, really like you. We love following you. We absolutely adore that your wife is the cutest human on the internet. Her little voice. So yeah, I think funny. She's like the star. She's the star of Instagram at this point. I get a lot of people saying like, I started following you for the fitness advice, but I've stayed for your wife. So I'm like, all right. <laughs> 
I also like love that you refuse to tell people what she does for a living. Like, please, <laughs> please never yeah. reveal that. Yeah, I'm never ever going to. It's it's just gonna be uh it got it just got annoying at first. I used to get mad because people would just like pry and pry and pry. Yeah. And there'd be some people just assume like uh that they are entitled to know about all your private life. And so finally I was like, I have to change something about this because I'm getting it. It's making me angry. So I have to figure out a way to make this not make me angry. And so I was like, I'm just going to turn this into a big joke. And it's turned into like one of my like people's favorite parts of my content, which is great. But yeah, it was people. And some people still get mad. Like some people still get like, just tell us what she does. Just, uh, just tell us. I'm like, you need to calm down, motherfucker. Like, relax. Why are you so invested in what she does? <laughs> Oh my God. I mean, we can relate that right to our documentary where people are so upset that we're not trying their favorite order at yeah. Tim Hortons. Oh my, I'm not surprised, unfortunately, to hear that. Mad. Are people getting mad about it? Mad. What, what are they are, doing? Why aren't you trying the yogurt parfait? And we're like, because they don't have the freaking yogurt parfait at our Tim Hortons. And maybe I don't want the yogurt parfait. I didn't do this documentary to feed you. <laughs> feeding myself. You oh, go eat the much. fucking yogurt parfait if you want it so bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so, um, you know, your documentary was a massive inspiration for our project. Good, I'm glad. And, you know, and it was actually, it's been a couple of years since we were talking about it. And I don't remember how it evolved, but, like, we were like, that's epic. Like, it was just so powerful. It, it had... Um, impact like it had impact and i could see that and we were like what could we do i had talked about drinking a glass of wine a day and we had talked about but you know, she's so already doing that so <laughs> i got that check um and but we just couldn't come up with an idea and then all of a sudden we were actually on vacation together jose was like hey i've been thinking of something and i'm like afraid to tell you i think we should do this i think we should eat only tim hortons for 20 days and she was gonna do it i was like well i'm also gonna do it with you yeah so thank you for the inspiration. Of course. And, and are you two throughout it? Are you trying to lose weight as well? Or, or what's, what's the, what's, what's the hook the here? Like what's, what's the deal? There's a lot of what we do at your weight loss. That's it's, you know, calorie deficit is for weight loss, fat loss. We know that that's what we teach at your weight loss in terms of like, listen, guys, this is how a body loses weight. You deserve yep. to know, you deserve to understand it. You deserve to trust it. You deserve to experience it and see how you can figure out your way. So yep. ultimately like the, the weight loss piece of your weight loss is lose weight in a calorie deficit your way. That's like the, the that. weight loss piece of it. Yep. The, but the, other piece that is who we are and what we do and what we've created is the message behind and the language that we teach our members. Mm. So it's like food labeling, mm. um, you know, saying that donuts are fattening, just like that sentence. So we can talk about that. That was like the internet was triggered, uh, Jordan, when I said those words that donuts were not fattening and we'll have a conversation <laughs> about that. So we went in and we said, we knew that we could create a calorie deficit eating Tim Hortons. And we know, and as we said before we even started recording, there are still people that do not trust that we could. And it's like, it's annoying that we still have to like prove it. It's been proven so many times. You proved it. So many people proved it doing experiments, the Twinkie diet, the, the, yeah. the, the, the professor of the Twinkies. Anyways, um, so it's like, <laughs> it's been proven, but yet again, we should, you know, we should just put our spin to it, spin on it. So we went in with not like we need to lose five pounds or whatever. It was, we're, we're going to eat Tim Hortons. That was rule. That was the only rule. 
Um, we're not going to feel hungry. That was really important to us. So we're not, mm. you know, we're not going to like create a deficit and be miserable and starving all, all month because we know that's also possible to be in a deficit without feeling that way. Yep. Um, so we went in and we're like almost hoping that we would end up losing weight and creating a deficit, knew that we could, um, and listening to our hunger and see how it was going to go. And then maybe adjust along the way. It's like, we didn't, for us, the only thing that was important was, counting how many calories we're consuming so that we have data. That was mm. like the calorie goal, CGV. And not like we need to hit 1800 or 2000 or 22. Like there are some it days was, you're hungrier and some days you're not, you know? Yeah. It, it was like, just basically like, let's go in, let's just eat only from that menu. We really wanted like to really take the stigma away from fast food, donuts, you know, mm. all of that. We did think we would lose weight in, in the long run. We did um, because it, the consistency, right? There's no real party weekends. There's no random Tuesday night bottle of wine. Um, oh, so is, we, is every meal Tim Hortons three times oh, a day? Everything that went into our mouth was from Tim Hortons you since February first. You two are that's badass. That's 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 fucking awesome. Just like, what that, did you it, what did you think we did? Well, Tell because, us. What did like you? well, because mine was I just did the Big Mac challenge and like I one I could eat other meals throughout the day. I know, but, and like was it just, wasn't everything from McDonald's. Donald's like for you. So you do you go there for every? You drive, you meet up, and do you go to the same one every single day? It's like three times a day. How's that work? Well, we figured out our way. So we're both very different in how we, because we wanted to make sure we were like uh, physically satisfied and also like mentally satisfied. So we don't eat the same things because we're not the same human. And also I like to like eat all day. Like I'm like more of a like, let's just spread the love all day. Yeah. Alicia's more like bigger meals, maybe two, three times. I eat like six times a day. She okay. eats like three, two to three times a day. Um, and then we're, we're, we printed the freaking menu online. That's how we know how many calories we're eating a day. And we're tracking everything. We're tracking our weight. We're tracking how many calories we're eating. Some days are 18. Some days are 22, depending on if we're hungry. But it's the consistency. Like she said, there's no weekend. No, we had to, can we had to cancel life for this. <laughs> yeah. It's, you're all in. You're all in for the whole month. Yeah. Yeah. So we're yeah. eating on average 2000 calories a day, which was okay. what we just kind of naturally ended up going with, um, with yeah. our hunger. Uh, we kept our exercise the same. So I walk every day, Jose, Jose does spin every day. So we just Perfect. kept our exercise the same as it was before the experiment. Um, and we've lost, like I've lost six pounds and she's lost five pounds so far. Wow. It's In pretty 23 insane. days so far. Yeah. yeah eating 2000 calories a day. That's of Tim Hortons. Wow, people are gonna flip a shit. I'm sure people are already losing their mind watching your weight go down. They're probably losing their mind. Well, what happened was week one with my like report on TikTok is I basically had eight. I had eight eighteen donuts that week. I mean, that's my snack. <laughs> so far, I've hit fifty two donuts. I mean, it's been Shut a good up. time. You've had fifty two donuts. Holy shit! That. Wow. I mean, congrats. That's amazing. What a month. <laughs> oh my God, this moment. Oh, saying it out loud makes me feel silly, but I mean, it is when you say it out loud, you're like, interesting. Interesting. So, <laughs> so the first week I ate 
18 donuts, lost almost four pounds. Jordan, I don't remember the last time I lost four pounds in a week. Like, I don't remember the last time. Like, I'm on a maintenance journey. It's been years. Like, I'm at my ultimate weight. Like, this is like, a, I'm not, I haven't been in a calorie deficit in a very, like, in a cal calorie deficit journey in a very long time. And yeah. so for me to lose four pounds in a week, 80, eating average 2,000 calories of Tim Hortons and 18 donuts is just mind-blowing. That's unbelievable. That's really unbelievable. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to change a lot of people's lives. This is incredible. You know what? It's been, it's, it's been, and I, I rewatched your documentary, you know, last night and it was like, I saw your same journey. People not understanding on social media. Yeah. That we had the exact same thing. I don't understand. And then there was like a criticism. We've had the yeah. same thing. And then it was like messages of people that were like saying like, I'm recovering from an eating disorder. This is helping me not feel shame about mm. eating this food. Like we just, and so we're, we're on that path now near the end where we're getting these messages and we haven't even put out the documentary yet. It's just been the social media piece. Yeah. Yeah. Those okay. messages are, are like fueled in fryer. Like, like we are doing the right thing. This is the, yeah, you're changing lives. Okay. So let's have that conversation with bringing along the world while doing a documentary. Oh my goodness. Like, it's like, it's like you said, like they're, they have an opinion on like how you should do it and what you're doing. And you're like, Oh, excuse me. I like, I've been planning this for a very long time. This is what we're doing. You can watch yeah. or you can keep scrolling. I'm not like on here for advice, but yeah. um, it's very like, I know in your documentary, you said you had a lot of criticism. So let's talk about like how people react when we go and almost bring them inside our worlds on how we're eating. Cause I was eating a certain way before that no camera was watching and yep. no one had an opinion on it. But now that there's a camera and I'm telling the world, then it's like attack. Yeah. And that's like difficult. Like it's like I could have been doing that before and I could have been eating 18 donuts a week before and no one would have attacked me, you know, Correct. so it's very interesting. You know, food in general is a very incendiary topic. It, I've found food more than exercise and exercise is still pretty incendiary, but people are more cult-like with food. They get very emotionally attached to food and they get so argumentative. If anything goes even slightly against what they believe, they will attack you. It's, it's crazy. And so I think automatically you're setting yourselves up for a, a fucking dumpster fire of comments and anger and aggression. Um, I've no, There were a number of different types of people or types of anger. The, the first type of person that was angry with me was actually other fitness professionals. And it was, it was interesting for me. It wasn't fitness professionals who disagree. I found it was fitness professionals who were jealous. Uh, I'll never forget this. I, there was a guy who I, 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 my whole career have been friendly with until this happened. We've been friendly. We've spoken. Apparently he doesn't like me because all of a sudden he starts going on Twitter and basically being like, if you're going out and eating like and telling people you can eat Big Macs and still lose weight, you're saying the wrong message. And, he, and like he never says my name, but it's like, well, no one else is doing that right now. So obviously. So I first I, I text him because we're friends and I was like, hey, man, like, do you want to hop on the phone and have a chat? And he was just like, no, I'd rather not. And I was like, all right, bro, if you want to go this route, then we're going to fucking go this route. So I start screenshotting his tweets. And then I go to his Instagram and I look at his page and on his page, literally, you can't make this up. There's a picture of him eating a burger and saying, I'm eating this burger because I want to show you that like you can eat foods like this and still lose weight and da, 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 da. And I was like, 
why is it okay for you to do it, but not for me to do it? So I posted that on my story and like, and he got like real upset about it. And I, I, I scratched out his name. So I wasn't calling him out by name, but I realized that sometimes other fitness professionals, especially if they're not getting the engagement that you get, they will be very upset and jealous. And then they will come out and be angry with you because like, well, you're promoting nonsense, even though you're very clear about what you're promoting other fitness professionals who like, you two are clearly very successful. You have an incredible community of people behind you who love you and who you've helped and other fitness professionals hate that. They really get angry when they see other coaches succeeding and fitness professionals will say, I'm smarter than them. I know more than them. Why are they succeeding? And it's like, actually, if you spent less time hating on me and just started helping other people, you'd build a great business, but you're spending so much time hating on what I have that you're not helping people. So that was one sect of people that really hated what I was doing. The other sect I would say is um, mainly just people who didn't understand what I was trying to to do. And this was early on because it was funny. You know how you, when people DM you, you can scroll through and see the, the, the order of events and the list of DMs they've sent in the past. And I noticed early on, there were people being like, this is stupid. I don't understand why you're doing this. And then I would look at their messages a week, two weeks, three weeks into my Big Mac challenge. They'd be like, all right, you've convinced me. I go back. This was actually super helpful and very well done. And I appreciate you doing it. And so it was just people they just didn't understand, which I, I can't fault them for. That's totally fine not to understand. I do think people are too quick with their trigger finger to like, like message you just random hate. And I think some people start to understand that, but there was just a lot of misunderstanding from people. And then once, once they saw what happened, they're like, okay, this is actually turning out to be something very helpful and beneficial for people. Wow. We had the same experience. Exactly. <laughs> uh, the first like, week, go for, go for just it. just need to say that there's for sure enough people in the world that want to lose weight, that want a health journey. I, I, I don't see it ever as a competition. I feel like there's room for all, all of oh, us in yeah. this space and just show up and be authentically yourself and your people come to you. You keep your people, I'll keep my people. We're all good. A hundred percent. Not to admit, it's so funny. People always ask, aren't you worried about the competition? And I always laugh. I'm like, no, not really. Cause I know no one's really willing to work very hard. And so it's like, the, the reason that there's room for all of us is because the, there's, a, there's a large pool of great coaches. There's a very small pool of great coaches willing to work hard enough to make an impact, right? So it's like, I'm not ever worried about the competition because the number of people like us is very small. The vast majority of coaches, just they just want to complain and they just, they, they just want to hate on other coaches who are putting in the work. So there's more than enough for everyone. And it's even more than that, just because most of the coaches aren't willing to put in the work to actually make an impact. Wow. Okay. We definitely went through the exact same emotions or whatever series of events, as you are saying, um, yes, yes to everything you said. And it was just, it was hard at the beginning because for us, it's like, what don't, what don't you like, why not? Oh no. Oh, uh, I wonder if he sees us like you this morning. Remember when that happened? Okay, everyone. Jordan is just like, I don't know, in the world of the internet somewhere. Um, come back. Maybe he sees us. Maybe he doesn't. There he is. Yay. Okay. It's so weird. That happened this morning with me and Leash. So anyways, you're there. We're just happy you're back. Um, okay. Yay. He's there, there he is. Okay. There he is, his beautiful face. Okay, um, it was just hard because 
at the beginning, it's, it's almost like our documentary turned into this, like, why are we doing it at the end of the day? Like the why of the documentary became the, but why? Like it was, it was very interesting. Um, hard. I found it hard a little bit at the beginning because it's like our intentions are so positive and so good. And like our reasons are like so impactful and we change people's lives. Like, you know, and it was like, why are you attacking us? And like basically assuming negative intentions and assuming that we're evil and that like we're doing harm when we truly know in our hearts. And you said that in your documentary, you knew after a while, you knew you were making a difference. So you're like, you know, fuck it, continue. Like, I'm going to continue what I'm doing. I know that the right people will listen and I know I can change their mind, but it's bringing them along the documentary. If we wouldn't do that, we would just like, here's my documentary, watch it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's hard. And I think for, for us, because we weren't just saying, oh, we're proving that we can lose weight. We did, because that's not just what we're doing. That's That wasn't the main purpose. The main purpose was to help people create a better relationship with food and create yes. awareness around what's even in their food. Do you know the amount of people that have told us like too fatting, too many calories. And we say, how many calories are actually into this? Do you think, you know, they don't know too yeah. much sugar. How much is in there? And how much were you consuming before? Do you even know what is too much? Like it's for us, like we're a self-awareness program, starting conversations. Um, and so we've been, so this is what we've been doing. So our documentary is called, would you eat a donut a day? We attacked a hundred humans in Sobeys parking lots and Canadian tire so, parking lots. Like lot. random interviews with people. Yes. yes. So, so hi. Hello. And uh, so I have two questions. The first one, would you eat a donut a day? And if you say yes, why? If you say no, don't overthink it. What's your first response? Jordan, gold. It's, it's I can't amazing. Even that. And, and, that's and you know what was, was interesting? And you said it of, of how emotional people are with food. And we actually saw that in people's faces and more often women, you could tell mm. women their body language. It was like, they were like, what should I say? Women just have so much of their worth associate, like donuts are bad. So I'm a bad person. If I eat donuts, like mm. you could just see that whole thing on so many of their faces after having that conversation. I, that will actually be a very interesting case study to, to look at the responses between men and women and the body language response. I mean, I, I just want to watch, I'm, I like people watching and I like looking at changes in, in facial expression, tonality. Like I like doing that. And it will be very interesting for me to watch that, especially because I wonder like, did, did some people smile when you asked them that? Did some people get angry when you asked them that? Like, did some people like, did they look around? Like, it's like, it's very interesting to me. And I, I, I love that you did that because I know that must have taken a long, long time. Like, whenever I look at content or hear something about, like, I think about behind the scenes, how long did this take? How awkward must this have been? People just look at the finished product and it, the finished product might be 15 minutes, but they don't understand it took hours and hours and hours and how awkward it must have been for you to get all of that content. Like that must have been brutal to interview that many people about that question. I mean, I, I, it's my nightmare. Okay. I do not like talking to strangers. Jose, it is her favorite thing. <laughs> She's like chasing people. Okay. Have you ever been to the store and you like see someone you kind of know, but you just kind of don't want to talk. You just like ignore them. Kind of don't yeah. avoid eye contact the opposite of her she's right hi hi <laughs> that's amazing I just, 
I love saying hello to people. She it's just like talking to people. I, Favorite thing. I was born to do this for the documentary. Literally was like, hello, bonjour, avez-vous appel du français? And then I would just like go for it. And then I saw so many people I knew. It was so fun. We also had like this, oh my God, this one guy was hilarious. So we're like, hi, can we ask you two questions? This is his face like this. And then he goes, my wife is going to freak out when she hears that you guys are talking to me. Can I have a picture of you two? Oh, it was no too way. much. That's funny. It was so fun. I love, I love talking to strangers anyways. Um, but yes, yes to what you said. So you could tell women, okay. Men were hilarious. Men were just like, <laughs> like I'd be like, would you eat a donut a day? <laughs> <They're really smiling. laughs> it was just so funny. And like, even like overweight men that like, you know, clearly know they're overweight and they're so not emotional about it. They're just yeah. like, yes, because they're yummy or yes, because <laughs> why not? And then there's women that were just like, you could tell like, what's the right answer? What should they have a different relationship with food? Yeah. Like, and it's not everyone, but you, uh, we definitely saw the difference between the two. It's real. It exists. And, you know, I've, I know you have as well. I, like one of the things that I would use to show differences between, and this is again, generalities, but there are yes, yes. differences between men and women. And one of the just simple ones is when I would do a lot of online coaching with men and women, you could just look at length of email and the lengths of the emails between the men and women around the exact same issues. It's unbelievable like it is drastic when you ask a guy about what he ate usually the email length is about like seven words when you <laughs> ask a woman about what she ate the email length is about uh an entire thesis explaining not only what the foods were but her thoughts about the food her emotions around the food was it right was it wrong what did other people think about the food why did she choose that food it's just like there's so it's so clear that there are very 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 radical differences between the two. And obviously there are outliers, but from thousands and thousands of people I've coached, I promise you like these exist. And I know you two know it because you've seen it firsthand. I mean, just the, I always give this example and it makes people laugh. Like, let's say you go to the doctor's office and the doctor's like, Oh, uh, I, we haven't weighed you for a long time. Do you want to get on the scale? And like, a woman is like explaining what you ate for breakfast. The bra comes <laughs> off, like the watch, the earrings, like we're just like, What's the lowest number possible we can get on that scale? Men would like hop on with their boots and their cell phone. And be I was like, just and like, about to say, I'll hop on my boots and jeans. Yeah, the doctor would be like, can you take off your boots? You're going to like basically um, make the scale be dirty. You know what? I, yeah, exactly. And you're like, the men's like, oh, okay. Because they don't have that same relationship with food, with the scale. It's just what it is. And and yeah, again, not painting everyone with the same brush, but it's just the generic generality yeah. <laughs> um, of it all. And I think that it's, it's good that we're bringing it up. And so we're trying to create awareness. We're not saying that, you know, your uh, relationship is not good. It's maybe you see yourself in what we're saying. You're like, holy shit, I would be the person that would take off my bra yeah. and be like all nervous. You know what I mean? So that is awareness. And maybe I don't have a good relationship with the scale. Maybe I do think that I always need to be the lowest number possible. And um, so that these are the conversations we're having in the documentary. It's like a bunch of stuff. Though. Like it's not just calorie deficit. It's one of them. We're going to basically at the end be like, well, we ended up losing weight, having the calorie deficit conversation. Absolutely. Um, but we're, we've definitely put ourselves on a menu, right? And what we're going through right now on weekends 
Like everyone's ordering sushi. Can't have that. I'm like arriving with my Tim Hortons bag. It's almost like arriving with a Ziploc or a container. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's just like you're not living life experiences because you're stuck to that menu and we've really dedicated to like really finish the month. But we have big plans for March 1st. Jordan. You know what? And maybe, maybe you two have thought about this. I don't know. I'm just going to throw this out. You know, it's a really interesting aspect of what you've done. There are so many potential things you can cover in this, right? There's so many different things to discuss. Have you thought about discussing the, like, number one, you could discuss meal plans here, right? Like you've, you oh, have, yes. you have a menu. Absolutely. And this is yeah. why one way, like how a meal plan could work, but long-term, is that actually what you want to do because of, you can't enjoy life if you're on a meal plan. You can't go off that plan. The other thing that you, I'm sure you've thought about discussing as well is if you want to make progress, it's just about consistency with regardless of whatever it is you're doing. And you're being consistent eating at Tim Hortons, right? And like you're being ruthlessly consistent with that. And that's it. It's not like it's an A plus program. And I've always said that a B minus program followed consistently will produce better results than an A plus program followed inconsistently. And you're proving that with this, there's so much that you can cover with this. It's really, it's amazing. You two have done an incredible job. Ah, oh, thank you so much. Yeah. The meal plan thing has been a hot topic for us and it's one we've got a little bit of pushback. Um, because from the fitness industry that gives meal plans to their people, yeah, like and because you're hurting meal their bottom line, fuck them, go hard on it. <laughs> we actually um, have a billboard because we're celebrating 10 years and it's like celebrating 10 years of no meal plans. And it's us, me in a really nice gown eating ice cream. And Alicia is just chugging the wine. And that's, <laughs> that's our billboard. You would love it. That's amazing. Your marketing is crushing it. That's that's no joke. That's perfect. Uh, thank you so much. We have a really fun photo shoot coming up on, for, on Friday that we're just going to have donuts everywhere. Like it's going to be great. Um, so I mean, we've, so we've gone through a lot of that, like the messages in this documentary are, is, there's like 17 of them at the end. Like, it's like, yeah. okay, let's talk about meal plans. Let's also talk about like food labeling. So people being scared of donuts. Um, we also like found, so it's so interesting. I think the tons of really good conversations came from asking the people, would you eat a donut a day and what they answer and also just like how they answer it. Um, also, do, okay, let's talk, have this conversation with you. I want to have this conversation with Jordan Syatt. Do you find that people undervalue the uh, effects of excess fat on their body for health? So everyone's always like, yeah, well, you're eating donuts, but that's unhealthy. Um, but we're like, yes, but it's almost like we're pinpointing food while we're also carrying around 50 pounds, 100 pounds of excess fat on our body. That also has an impact on your health it's like health is only what kind of food you eat if you eat junk food you're not healthy i mean there's but okay but let's not like let's meet people where they're at maybe a person would lose 50 pounds and it's 50 50 50 process 50 you know but there's value in losing 50 pounds and that's almost like a conversation that's not there a lot right now it's always like you know there's a, a big like plant-based and you know more less process move your body less alcohol like it's like these rules at the end of the day but we're not also meeting people where they're at and valuing fat loss because that also has an impact on your health having less fat around your organs and your joints and it, we just felt like it was very interesting to us interviewing people that are like i would never eat a donut because it's fattening yet maybe we would walk around carrying 50 pounds of extra fat on our body every day not that's also unhealthy this, you know not only is this conversation not really being had it's actually 
being demonized. There's an entire group of people who are saying that having, and I'm not talking about an extra seven pounds of fat. I'm talking about, you've got 50, 75, 100, 150, 200 pounds of fat. There's a group of people out there saying that that does not negatively affect your health. And I'm like, you are fucking killing people. And it's, it's, it's so unbelievably dangerous that, that this, because think about this, just very, this is just common sense. Then we can go actually into more science, but how many like 90 year old people do you see who are morbidly obese? So true. Like when have you ever seen someone ever get to that age? Who's currently morbidly ever, never. Like just common sense wise, we've never seen anyone who really struggles with their weight get that old because they can't. Now, if we actually think about it and, and we think about health, like in terms of, we could look at, uh, at uh, heart issues, we could look at so many of like the, the blood issues that people have as a result of being overweight. But what about one of the, the biggest, the group that demonizes this idea of weight loss, even for people who are very, very overweight, they'll always see like one of their, their tenets, their tenets of their entire movement is joyful movement. I know you haven't worked with someone who's severely overweight when you say all of your movement should be joyful because for someone who's severely overweight, movement hurts. It is painful. They are in their knees, their back. Everything is painful. They are often embarrassed, never like moving around actually hurts and you're telling them they should just make movement joyful just do yoga when you're overweight not seven pounds when you're a hundred pounds overweight good fucking luck you have no idea what you're talking about when you're telling someone who struggles their weight severely for their whole life just to enjoy movement sometimes the best way to enjoy movement is to first start by helping them lose weight yeah they like the only way you can lose weight is by cutting out all processed food or by cutting out alcohol or cutting out donuts, whatever it is, well, you're, you're not allowing, like you said, you're not meeting them where they're at and you're not, they're not going to be able to sustain it. So if we look at what is sustainable long-term fat loss look like, it starts with in being able to enjoy their favorite foods in moderation while still being able to lose weight, which is exactly what you two are doing. But to say that, that eating processed food is bad, but it's okay to have an extra hundred pounds of fat on you, you're out of your fucking mind. And I guarantee you the people who are saying this now, their kids and their grandkids and so on will look back at the content they're making because all the content we make now is going to be around forever. Their kids and their grandkids and so on will look back at what their ancestors said about it and they'll realize, wow, my ancestor fucked up. My grandma, my grandfather fucked up saying this and so many people were hurt by what they said and they'll bring it to school as a school project to show what their parent was saying online. It'd be like, this is a mistake my grandparent made saying like now we know it's it's a huge issue and i'm like i always think about that now for any content i make i'm like what is my grandkid going to go to school with and and how how like are they going to be proud that i put this piece of content out there because they are absolutely killing people with this content and i mean that in a very very uh, sad way no, I know it, it, it obviously breaks our heart as well. And like, also we both lived our lives in a much larger body and we, I saw and experienced myself the limits that because of my physical, and it's not because I didn't feel like I looked good. I, I physically was exhausted because I yeah. was carrying around a, a, a seven-year-old with me all day. Yeah. Anyway. And we, you know, what we're doing with this documentary is bringing to the table the conversations that are rarely being had, which is, I'm like, really, do you need another human to say, 
Eating less processed food is better for you. Do you need another human to say, drink more water than alcohol, move your body, don't be a couch potato, don't eat like an asshole on the weekend. We've had these conversations over and over. If And, and some people were so upset with us. They're like, if you just want to prove calorie deficit, why didn't you just like hop on like a really healthy diet and lose weight? I'm like, well, that, that's really interesting. Like, because that doesn't what, fucking prove it. <laughs> and, and also that's, are you serious? Like me, I said, if I see you in the grocery store, I'm like, Hey, I just want you to know that I lost three pounds this week eating fish and broccoli for supper. You'd be like, cool. Um, but if I go around, I'm like, I lost 3.6 pounds, ate 18 donuts and 3000 calories of Tim Hortons. You're like, that creates conversation. Yes. That That's creates exactly inner right. dialogue. You're like, interesting that she got to do that, you know? So we're trying to create awareness by doing something almost more, ex not extreme, but yes, in some yes. ways pretty extreme. It um, is extreme, but sometimes you have to do something extreme in order to make a simple point. Like that you just have to, that's the Twinkie diet. It's like, uh, so he with the Snickers, me with the Big Mac, you with this, sometimes you have to do something extreme in order to make a simple point. And the reality is this, if you don't, if you, it's not just about what you're doing, it's how you're doing it. And if you want to change people's lives, it's, you can't just, all right, well, I'm going to eat like fish and broccoli and like, cool, I'm going to prove calorie deficit. Cause that's not intriguing. If you want to change people's lives, you have to understand human psychology as well. And you have to get their attention. You have to make them interested in it. And your job is not just to make them interested because anyone can make them interested by doing something stupid. But when your messaging behind it is also helpful, now you've got the best of both worlds. You've got something intriguing and you've got something helpful. If it's just one or the other, it's not going to be the best of both worlds. That's good. And us just eating Tim Hortons was not, again, to prove we can eat Tim Hortons and lose weight. It was like, look how you don't have to fear donuts. Correct. Look how you don't have to fear uh, being busy on the road and stopping at Tim Hortons for a friggin' belt. Yeah, Which is your kids are in the back seat. Your kids are in the back seat. They're crying because they're hungry. You're going by a Tim Hortons and you feel guilty about going there because you don't want to feed them what some people call poison. It's like oh, you're not poisoning your kids. You're not poisoning yourself. You've been driving for four hours. Get your kids something to eat and have a donut if you want. Like it's not bad. Yeah, okay, and I mean, yeah, speak so about extreme. Again, I rewatched this documentary. Okay, how hurting is it when you watch Supersize Me? Oh my God. And oh. you watch him clearly with an agenda. I, it was, and I heard you, your, your opinion on that, but like, and, and I'm sure you got compared, we got compared to it right away. It's the same thing. It's the Canadian version of Supersize Me. And we were like the opposite. And I say to people, he clearly had a plan and they're like, no, absolutely not. He just wanted to show. And I'm like, oh my God, go rewatch that, please. It's, and the worst is that, I, I remember being forced to watch that in school. In schools, they show that to everyone. Like they that like you were required to watch that, and I think they still are. I, like I remember when I did the Big Mac Challenge, people were like, "My kids are being forced to watch this right now." Da 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 da. It it's it's crazy the agenda that this guy had, and and I always want to make clear, like I have nothing against him. It's just what he did for this specific documentary was cherry picked narrative driven in order to to get more views and that was it it was not done with good intent at all it it was to get a bunch of views yeah that's yeah it. and i always wonder it worked the amount of weight that he gained in 30 days that's truly unbelievable like i would like to see that in person because part of me wonders like if he drank a ton of water right before stepping on the scale, like was he like w wearing certain clothes in order okay, to like, because okay. gaining 18 pounds, I think it was in a month. 25. 20, that's insane. Like that's 
actually, I'm, I think it's bullshit. That's a lie. Like I would, I don't believe it. I just don't, I don't know anyone who could gain 25 pounds in a month. I don't. That's, I've never seen that in my entire life as a coach. I've never seen that. And I've seen people eat fucking bad. 25 pounds in a month is insane. Like, I, I don't believe it. And even it was, if it's true, the rest of the fucking setup of the documentary was awful. It, it was so crushing to me every time to see him go and not have a choice. And yeah. it was like, look, I'm, look, I'm the victim. I'm the victim. Yes. And, and I was like, oh my God, like you have a choice. You do not need. And he's like, I feel so gross. Why are you drinking soda and yeah. cream? It was, I was like screaming at the screen watching it. Every time they ask me if I have to super, if they want to supersize it, I have to say yes. Oh yeah. Cause you can't fucking say no, I don't want to supersize my damn meal. I'm an adult. Like, no, I'm just going to, you know, get the regular size. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. what are you? Yeah. And then I'll never forget the scene that really, it was early on when he literally threw up from yeah. eating. And I was like, the, the, the whole, you said at the very beginning, the purpose was to replicate the average American diet. Who, what average American is eating to the point of throwing up? That's completely fabricated yeah, in yeah, every way, yeah, just to yeah. drive home the narrative that you've already decided you want to drive home. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I'd love to touch this subject before we let you go. We know we've been talking for 45 minutes, but we love you so much. Okay. Um, okay. I love it. So, Oh, good. Because one of the parts is people are like, how are you, how do you have so much energy? Like you're no, first of all, they're like, Oh my God, we're so worried about you. Uh, you will have no cholesterol. energy. Uh, yeah. Cholesterol. And diabetes. People were worried <laughs> that you were going to get diabetes in one month. So that came up like, it's like, and so they're still asking like, how's your energy? And honestly, Jordan, we're just like being smart. Like I eat a really nice bagel, bacon, egg, lettuce, tomato, right? Like an hour before my spin class, tons of energy, tons of fuel. Um, it's a 500 really nice, nice breakfast sandwich. Um, anyways, feel great. I, I really, honestly, the, the, my energy has been good. And it's like, after thinking, they're like, you're going to feel like shit. I ate Tim's the other day. <laughs> And that, you know, felt like shit. I'm like, what were you eating? Like, yeah. <laughs> I haven't felt like shit all month, honestly. But then I'm like, it's because of the amount one girl, like it, then it, one person made a comment. And I was like, that's what's happening. They're like, I ate a wrap and a soup and a drink and then an apple fritter. And I felt like shit. Yeah. Cause you just sat down, consumed 1000 calories, 1200 calories in one meal, probably more fat fatty than what you usually consume. And you felt like shit. That's not what we're doing. We're really finding our way to not feel like shit. And I think excess people don't understand how often the, the poison is in the dose, but my God, like that's really what's happening. We're not eating 5,000 calories of Tim's. Then we would feel like shit and we would be on the couch all afternoon and it would not feel good to spin, you know, but we're, that's not what we're doing. So we're bringing awareness on people are it, exaggerate, like they exaggerate the excess amount uh, is also a part of the issue. What people also, and this is also a really important point. If a doctor gives someone a pill and that is a water pill, there's nothing in it but water. And they say, Hey, this pill is going to make you nauseous. Many people will start to feel nauseous when they take that water pill. It's called a nocebo. So they have the placebo, which is like what people use in studies. They have the placebo trial where they'll give, they have a control group that they give a pill to that will actually maybe help with something. And they have a, uh, the non-control group that they give the fake pill to. And they tell everyone the same, the same side effects, all of that. 
the people who take the water pill, the fake pill, will often have the exact same effects as the people who took the real one because they convinced themselves that that's what's supposed to happen. So if you're going into Tim Hortons and thinking, well, this is bad for me and I'm going to feel bad after I eat this. Well, then what the fuck do you think is going to happen? Of course, you're going to eat it and you're going to feel like shit because you convinced yourself you're supposed to. So this is called the nocebo effect. You can look it up. It's very real. This is an actual thing people struggle with, which is you actually it's a really big problem in the strength and conditioning world when someone will say like this exercise hurts your back because well now what do you think is going to happen you do that exercise and all of a sudden you're going to have chronic back pain it's not because the exercise because someone told you that that exercise is bad for your back it's it's so much of this is mental so so what you're doing now is you're giving people the freedom to say it's okay to eat this and i don't have to feel bad about it and now all of a sudden they're going to go there enjoy an appropriate meal and feel fine and we hope that we can end that binge that often happens when there's shame with food and oh i ate a donut so it's over diet's over eat 12 diet starts again monday and that vicious cycle we just we really want to work if we if we could only do that in the world yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah. like uh it's so funny people are always like i feel bad after i eat mcdonald's i'm like I think it's delicious. Like I, it's like they've sold billions of burgers for a reason. It's like it's not because they taste like bad and they make everyone feel like shit. You feel like shit because like you've convinced yourself you should feel like shit. It's like uh, it's like I've been eating McDonald's a lot since my wife got pregnant. Like she's just been craving it. She loves the French fries. It's like these are amazing. <laughs> like and if I was eating too much of them, yeah, I'd probably feel bad. But like you can have a, a quarter pounder with cheese and some French fries and feel great. It's it's it really is all about the dose and your mindset around it. So that, no. that was one of my questions is, are you still eating Big Macs? But you just answered that. I'm not. So the Big Mac is funny. If if the only reason I did the Big Mac is because the name recognition. Absolutely. Everyone, everyone knows what the Big Mac is. If Absolutely. I had my choice of what I, it would have been the, uh, the McGriddle. The McGriddle is by far my favorite thing on the menu. It's okay. just, oh my God. It's, it's so, so good. good. I've McGriddle never had one. All right, um, you have to do that as soon as this is over. It's it's the best thing on the menu. Um, it's the breakfast menu. It's just like you got pancakes and syrup. Oh, it's amazing. Um, the other, so, then I would have the quarter pounder. I love how serious you are about this. Oh, you have, like, you <laughs> have to. It's Straight like, from Tim Hortons to McDonald's. Someone goes, if someone is like, hey, do you want to go get like a five-star steak or a McGriddle? I go for the McGriddle every, it's amazing. It's super good. So yeah, if, All right. the only reason the food back is because the name recognition. Okay. I, I can just imagine the conversations we're going to have after the documentary at the premiere with a crowd. Um, I feel like we, we are definitely on the same page. We are trying to put the same message out there. We were yeah. saying that in the car and I was listening to, cause we are filming everything that we're doing. So we had like a camera in the car and I was just like watching our footage, listening to what we were saying, seeing if there's any good stuff. And there's one part where I'm like, it needs, like you hadn't said yes, if you were coming yet. And we didn't know what was happening. I was like, a leash. I've thought of it all. Like there's no one else. Like he's the one that will allow us to have these like really meaningful conversations because he speaks like we speak. Like he, yeah. he understands what we do and we really have the same values that align. Like 99% of the things you say, I'm like, I would have said the exact same thing in the exact same way. And I'm we're fussy about language because we know that it can have an impact. You say that's unhealthy or that's bad. Yeah. That's not how we speak, you know? Correct. Um, now I want okay. to know what's the 1% of things you don't agree with me on. I don't know, what's that? <laughs> no, it was 0 0.01. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, but we absolutely adore you. We cannot wait to host with you and be there with you. Um, okay. So I guess we're going to finish with this. Jordan, 
would you eat a donut a day? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like no hesitation. I, I would love to. I, I might go get a donut right now. <laughs> oh, please take a picture. I mean, when, when, if you ever do, um, and tag us. Um, but anyways, we when you posted not too long ago, it was an old video of you talking about donuts, and you're like, yeah, seven donuts. I'm like, he that little he knows. Like, we're gonna put that in our documentary if you allow us. We're gonna talk yeah, about of course, that. Go but for it. We we definitely like we have a, obviously a segment about you and us and and how much you're one of our favorites on the internet. So we wanted to put that in there because obviously it just goes so well with our documentary. yeah, do it. Um, but we're gonna you, reach out and are you two editing the video by yourself? Do you have other people? You have videographers, no. video editors. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a team. Um, but it's it's going really well. Like we've already started kind of like putting all of our ideas together, and we just have amazing content and like. The things that are happening organically are are pretty sweet. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's very real. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm Alicia's so very much missing the alcohol. It's very <laughs> real. It's, it was a big part of my life, and it's not the alcohol itself. It's my experience. It's my life. It's my experience. It's the experience yeah. that that I miss. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. It's it's not like there's it's about the alcohol it's like what you do with the alcohol who you're with the conversations yeah. you have same thing with food it's why i hate when people say food is just fuel it's like no it's not just fucking fuel at all like it's it's so much about the culture and the religion and the memories and the nostalgia yes. and the, the all of that like that's food wine all of it all of it someone asked what you know what are you missing the most what food are you missing the most i'm like i can't even answer that because this week was sushi, but it wasn't sushi that everyone ordered sushi and i couldn't be a part of it like yes oh, so it's not sushi that i miss i miss just being a part of in the moment yeah yeah like i also want to order sushi i also want to sit at the table and enjoy sushi with my family so it's definitely just life yeah life and we want people to understand that they don't have to feel all these dep deprivation and, and feeling like they need to be on a menu or whatever to lose weight. Both can coexist. You can have your life and create a calorie deficit at the same time. And that's what you two are doing. And you're doing an incredible job of it. So oh, thank you so much. This like filled my bucket right to the top. <laughs> oh. We're so comfortable with you. The conversation's so easy. So thank you so much yet again. We need to take a picture together. Are you guys I mean, ready? We could say like, where are they going to find you? But like everyone is knows yes. where to find you. <laughs> Let's, Let's take a picture. Then he can like tell us where right. we can find him. Okay, ready? Ah, oh, Jordan. Okay, where can everyone find Jordan Syatt? You can, if you want to Google my name, Jordan Syatt, like you'll find it, <laughs> Instagram, podcast, everywhere. <laughs> yeah, we always say it's hard to ignore us. Like it's hard to not find us. You can yeah. just find us everywhere. We're everywhere. Yeah. See? And, and um, it's funny. People always, even in my Q&A, is like, where can I find your podcast? I'm like, go Google my name and then Jordan Syatt. Like it's the number of people who don't know how to use Google is just mind blowing to me. Just type my name in podcast and you'll find it. It's crazy, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love you. We love you. Okay. Thank you so much again. This was a blast. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. You know where to find us, everyone. You know how to purchase your premiere ticket. Jordan will be hosting us virtually. So if you're in the crowd, you'll see his beautiful face on the screen. If you're from home, you'll see his beautiful face on your screen. Okay, everyone. <laughs> Have a great day. Bye. Bye, Jordan. Thank you. Bye, Jordan. Bye. Thank you. Thank you so much. Of